Before we get started today, I wanted to ask you, how long has it been since you did something just for you? Your kids are in camps and lessons and activities all summer. Is it finally your turn? Now, like you, I've spent most of my adult life taking care of everyone else. Now, don't think for one minute that I regret that. But somewhere along the way, I lost who I was and the ability to decide what I wanted. Then I discovered the simple principles that I teach in Camp Connection. Over a 10-year period, I found peace by integrating each system one at a time until I finally put them all together. I found myself again, and you can too. Camp Connection is a five-day online email camp where I'll send you a daily video that teaches these simple yet powerful systems to help you reconnect to your life. They changed everything for me, and I know that they will for you too. It is so important to me to share it with you. I teach it for free a few times a year, and one of those times just happens to be now. So reserve your spot, your free spot today, and I'll get you all the information. It begins July 11th, 2022. You can save your spot to the link in the episode description, or you can go to hunkydory.com and register there. Have you ever got so lost in overthinking that the life you are currently living became invisible? Yes. Oh my yes, yes, and red-faced yes. I get so mad every time I get pulled into this, and yet I still do it. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. Hey everyone, thank you for coming back for another episode of Overburden No More. It's book club day, and I'm excited to talk about Soundtracks by John Acuff. If you haven't read it yet, it's never too late. This is a good one, a really good one, and I don't want you to miss out. But I can't wait for you forever, so I'm going to go ahead and with my review today and my opinion of the book... I'll be looking forward to you sharing your thoughts on it as soon as you read it, though. So don't leave me hanging, friend. Let me know what your takeaways are. I'd love to chat about it with you. So email me when you get there. Let's just start with the obvious. Positive soundtracks are good. If you think positive thoughts, then your brain can be your very best friend. It will help you to be more creative and full of hope. If you think negative thoughts, your brain becomes your worst enemy. It will hold you back from taking action on all the things that you want in your life. Which one do you choose? I know that sounds obvious when I ask a question like that. But what is really happening inside your head? Are you paying attention to what's going on in there? Have you ever got so lost in overthinking that the life you are currently living becomes invisible? Yes? Oh my yes, yes, and red-faced yes. I get so mad every time I get pulled into this, and yet I still do it. 
like this whole last weekend. I blame COVID. It's actually a great excuse when, you, when you've had it. My mind basically became mush, but I can't completely blame COVID. But because I wasn't feeling well, I let myself get drawn into a pattern of negative thinking. Soundtracks that I thought I had let go of came flooding back into my head at full force. All the injustice of how other people should be acting or how I think that they should be anyway and how left out I feel because of other people and the agency that they have. Guess what? I have agency too. I wasn't even thinking about me. I was thinking about what I thought they should be thinking about. Wasn't one of my proudest moments. That's what overthinking negative soundtracks do to us. They hijack our lives into a completely different place that not only sends you on a backwards path to unhappiness, it forces you to focus on the unsolvable things you've defined as a problem, and it keeps you from working towards the goals you've set for your own life, the things you actually have control over. If that doesn't sound like a habit worth breaking, I don't know what does. That's why I love this book so much. It actually gives real ways to break the habit of negative overthinking. The author says, quote, The antidote to overthinking isn't more thinking. The antidote is action. End quote. So he created a 30-day challenge. He calls it the new anthem. And this is the biggest takeaway from the book for me. He asks you to take time every morning and every night, get in front of a mirror, stand up straight, and confidently say a set script that he wrote, that he wrote out for you for 30 days in a row. So I did. I did this challenge. I actually did it for 60 days. I even got a mirror like he suggested so I could do it privately upstairs in my office. It really made a difference speaking to my reflection out loud. It was another way to get out of my brain what I'm thinking, just like a really good journaling practice does. Looking at myself in the eyes as I reminded me of the new things I wanted to believe was really powerful. I know this will probably shock you, but I cried a lot. New beliefs aren't always easy to believe. I like his method of starting with something you've heard from someone else that sounds like something you want to believe. One of the hardest ones I worked through was this one. He suggested saying, everything is always working out for me. When I first read that in his book, I started bawling like automatic alligator tears. I didn't believe it. I really didn't. So I've been working on that new belief for over a year now. And I can honestly say that I'm not only that I can not only say it without crying, I believe it. Everything actually is always working out for me. Maybe not in the way I originally thought it would, but it does work out. Always. It's been a pretty cool transformation that I have paid attention to as it was happening. Now, when something is happening that I don't really like, I say that soundtrack to myself. Everything is always working out for me. And I actually begin to feel better. It's pretty cool. 
The way I apply this now is when I'm doing my planning for the week, I write out my own soundtracks according to what my goals are, like what I'm actually working on this week. I write what I want to believe in in order to make those goals happen. I write my own soundtracks. This really helps when they're focused towards something you're working on. Sometimes small baby steps are needed to get from one thought to a more positive one. But that's okay. You have time. You always have time to work on how you feel about yourself. Even baby steps count. So don't think you don't have time for this. You can always make time for this. All right, the next thing I really liked from this book that I wanted to talk about you was on page 145. Am I focusing on the problem or the solution? What good does it do to replay the problem over and over in your mind? Yes, you have to identify what the problem is, but it's the solution that makes the change. The author put it this way, quote, he said, are you overfeeding the problem and starving the solution, end quote. Brilliant thought, right? Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. You focus on the solution. Stop overthinking the problem. Take all your creativity and productivity and use that for making a solution. Probably doesn't feel comfortable, but when is growth comfortable? It's never been comfortable in my experience, but we've all been uncomfortable before. You can handle it and so can I. It always feels better in the end. Okay, the last highlight from this book for me. He suggested matching a soundtrack that you really want to stick it, to like match it up with a symbol. Some kind of physical thing that you can see to remind you of the positive thought you want to have. Something simple, portable, and small. Symbols are powerful ways to bring about an action. Think about logos for certain companies that you see and you automatically know, like the Nike swoosh. Just do it. We can choose a thought we want, match a certain symbol to represent it, and train our brain to make that connection. Like, I have a small Bing Bong character on my desk from the movie Inside Out to help remind myself not to lose my childlike wonder and to be too serious. Do you have anything like that sitting around? What's something you want to believe about yourself? Come up with a positive soundtrack to say to yourself every day until you believe it, and then you'll have it to repeat it to yourself when the doubt starts to creep in. What could be your symbol to represent that thought of who you want to become? Don't you just love that? Soundtracks by John Acuff is full of ideas just like the three I shared with you today. I actually shared more in episode 41 when I introduced the book, and then again in episode 47 when I reminded you to keep reading it. Go back and listen to those too if you haven't. I'll link them in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love sharing these thoughts with you, and then I love sharing some of my favorite books with you. I'll be back soon with the next book club book. And until then, know that I love you. I'm here for you, and I want to help you wherever I can. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful, and that will spread to the people you love the most. 
Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day and I'll talk with you again next week.